chapter 2, starting with verse 3. Uh, we're going to focus on verse 7, but we'll go down to verse 14. Before I read, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for the ability to come together, uh, to hear your word, to live it out, to pray it out. Uh, we love you and we honor you and thank you for this time. I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would rest on me to bring your word to your people in the power of your spirit and uh, that your Holy Spirit would continue to go with us afterwards as we go into prayer. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul writes here, he's writing to his spiritual son, Timothy, and he says this, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, and which has now been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus." who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. May God bless to us this reading from his holy word. Well, if you're like me, you're probably still a bit of a news hound and you're still watching the news about COVID-19, even though we all know that it's probably time to stop watching some of the news on COVID-19. And one of the things I've been very fascinated with are some of the surveys that they've been doing here recently about people and uh, with people about whether or not they want to return to the workplace, about whether or not they feel secure for their kids to go back to school, that they feel secure to go back into the shops and things like that. And astoundingly, a strong majority of people in the UK, and by the way, this is true in the States as well. I, I haven't heard about other countries. Uh, a, a strong majority of people are still too concerned, too afraid to go out again into the shops, uh, into the workplace, into the world because of the threat of COVID-19. I mean, it is a very, very serious virus, as we know, uh, and people are really concerned. They're really afraid and because of that, many people would just as soon stay locked up in their homes, uh, stay working from home, uh, stay secluded in order to protect themselves. And, and that's a normal human instinct, quite frankly, 
uh, for people to want to do. And it also shows that the media has done uh, a good job of communicating how serious and uh, devastating this virus can actually be. And it really is. Uh, it is very serious. It is very devastating. Uh, probably uh, uh, some levels of concern are misplaced once you read the science and everything. Uh, but still in all, uh, it is a strong, strong feeling of people uh, to stay home. Uh, and I imagine that that might be true as well of many Christians. If the church opened, if City Temple opened tomorrow, would you come back in? Now, I know that all the residential community members would come back in because they've never left. You know, they, they haven't left. Uh, and I am certain from talking to quite a number of people at, at City Temple that they would want to come back as soon as possible. But I'm also convinced that there's probably quite a number of people who would say, no, I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm fearful. Uh, I don't know, you know, whether or not I should go out. I don't know whether or not uh, that I should engage anymore. Maybe it's just safer for me to stay home. And we need to remember what Paul told Timothy here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, because it really, really applies to us as Christians right now. Uh, and we need to embrace this scripture uh, and listen to the Lord and seek to the Lord how he's speaking to us in and through this scripture right now. Paul says this, he says, God has not given us a spirit... He, uh, of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Now, it's important here to, to, to state that this fear is not the same thing as the fear that some of us has, have of the virus. For example... I don't want to catch the virus, so I wash my hands. Uh, I take care when I'm in shops and things like that. Uh, when I get to City Temple, I always wash my hands or use hand sanitizer. Uh, I try to take care of myself, you know, because I don't want to get the virus. It's the same thing if, I, if I'm walking through the western United States. I don't want to get bit by a rattlesnake, so I'm going to take care how I'm walking on a trail or how I'm hiking. You know, there are dangers out there and we are right to be legitimately concerned about those dangers and take appropriate precautions. Remembering that nothing is 100% safe or secure. Nothing. Uh, there's no activity in life that is 100% safe or secure. Uh, we could walk outside and, and not catch the virus, but be hit by a bus. You know, that can happen. It happens to people. There are accidents that happen. There are accidents in the workplace. Uh, there are accidents that happen in the home. You could be uh, avoiding going out because of COVID-19 and then one day realize that you need something on the top shelf in your kitchen. So you bring out your nice little kitchen ladder, you walk up, step up on your kitchen ladder, you make a misstep, you fall off, and you break your neck and you die. That can happen. It does happen. Uh, so we need to be aware that there are risks everywhere, 
And we need to have an appropriate amount of concern for those risks to make sure that we take appropriate precautions. But that's not what Paul's talking about. The spirit of fear that God did not give us is often misunderstood, but we need to look at that word that's translated as fear. It's not a very common word. It's not the normal word translated as fear. If you've ever heard of somebody having a phobia, that is the Greek word for fear, phobos, phobia. But that's not the word that Paul's using here. The word that Paul is using here is talking about a, 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 a cowardice that comes from an anxiety about something that's uncertain or unclear. In other words, we feel anxious. We feel anxious, oh, am I, am I going to get the virus? I, I could get the virus. I could get the virus. I could get the virus. Oh, and, you, and it just consumes you. And because it consumes you, that anxiety consumes you, what you do then is you say, okay, well, I, I, I just, I'm too afraid. I, I'm going to retreat. I, I won't be brave. I won't go forward. I won't do anything. I'm just going to retreat. And in the end, you become a prisoner to that anxiety that has come up, which has created a certain degree of cowardice. So literally, Paul's saying, God did not give us the spirit of cowardice, the spirit of wanting to withdraw. And we need to make sure that the kinds of things that we're feeling right now are not that cowardice that is coming because there's a great degree of uncertainty about what could happen to us if we go out. As I said, that uncertainty is there. Uh, that uncertainty was there back in December or November or two years ago or 10 years ago. That uncertainty was there. The, the thing about the present pandemic is that it has brought it to the forefront in our minds and in our thinkings. <clears throat> and so we need to understand that if we're, if we're feeling hesitant, if we're feeling that sense of cowardice, if we're feeling that sense of, oh, I can't go out, I can't do this uh, because it's so dangerous out there, it's so bad out there, that what you are feeling is not something that God has given you. What you are feeling is something maybe that comes out of your own flesh. Maybe it comes out of everything you've read in the media. Or it might even come out of a demonic attack going on against you. God did not give you that spirit of cowardice that comes from anxiety. He didn't give you that spirit that makes you want to confine yourself to your little room uh, as the certain place of safety, uh, because it's not, because it's not. So God didn't give us that, and he, and, and he didn't give that to our society. And our society, many in our society right now, are bound up with this anxiety leading to cowardice that once makes them want to hide themselves and run away and retreat. But we must not give in to that. We must not give in to that. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to be concerned about catching COVID-19. We need to be concerned about that 
and we need to take appropriate steps to protect ourselves. But thankfully, we know the appropriate steps to take. And it's really the same message that's been there. Practice good hygiene. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And if you think you're sick, wear a mask. You know, there's a lot of people who are wearing masks thinking that it protects them, but there's almost no scientific evidence that suggests that a mask protects you from getting it. What masks do, they protect you from giving it to someone else. Uh, a mask will <clears throat> hinder the transmission of the virus from you to someone else, but it doesn't really protect you. But you take appropriate precautions. Avoid crowded public transport. Uh, walk as much as you can. Be out in the open air as much as you can. All these kinds of things are really good, and we know to do these things. So we can take appropriate action, but if we're bound up in this cowardice, this anxiety, we need to resist it. So how do we resist it? We do not resist it in our own strength. Paul is not telling us here that you just need to control yourself, you just need to love, you, you just need to work up enough power uh, in your mind, work up enough faith uh, so that you can go out there and be bold. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying here, and he's saying this to Timothy, he's saying it to us, that God has equipped us by his Holy Spirit in three ways. God has equipped us by his Holy Spirit, by his grace, he's equipped us in three ways. He's given us a spirit first of power. This is the word dunamis. Uh, it's like dynamite. He's given us power. Now, this not only refers to the power that we have when we exercise spiritual gifts, such as prophecy, tongues, healing, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, etc. This is also the power that God gives us so that we can live for Jesus. God has given us power to live for Jesus right now. He's given us that power by his Holy Spirit. Now, to activate that power, we have to step forward in faith. The power just doesn't come and we think, oh, wow, okay, I've got the, I, I've got the power, now I do everything. Uh, the power is activated by faith. It's a little bit like if you walk into your bedroom and the light's off, there's power to the lights, but the lights aren't working. You can walk in your bedroom and say, God, it's dark in here. What's the deal? Why is it so dark? Why don't you do something about the darkness? Now, we all know that's silly. If you walk into your bedroom and you have light fixtures in your bedroom and you think that there's electricity going to those light fixtures, what do you do? You turn on the switch, flip the switch, and that turns on the light. Flipping the switch is faith. You know, we, if we didn't believe that our lights was, were working, we wouldn't bother to turn on the switch. But very simply, we turn on the switch, and we turn on the switch not by as a work, but we turn it on by 
the power that God has given us, the sense that God has given us to step forward. That's what faith is all about. And so the power comes, the ability to live for Jesus comes, the ability to minister for Jesus comes as we step forward in faith. But God has already given us the spirit of power. As uh, Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, we have everything we need right now for life and godliness in Christ Jesus. We have everything we need. Secondly, God has given us a spirit of love. And that word, it's the word we all know. It's the, the Greek word agape. Uh, it, it is that self-sacrificing love that focuses on the benefit of other, of, of other people. It's a self-giving love that is centered on what is good for others, not just what is good for ourselves. And God has given us that love. And that love enables us to have courage to resist the cowardness that comes from that unreasonable anxiety. It's courage to reach out for the benefit of others. We go out. The reason we go out is not just for ourselves, but it's also that we can serve others, that we can be ready to serve, that we can be equipped. This might be going back to work. Uh, this might be reaching out to other people, uh, but even though we still might be confined to our homes to a degree, we can still reach out in love for others. And that is what God has given us. He's given us the spirit of power. He's given us love. And third, he's given us self-control. Now, this, again, is a tough uh, phrase to translate, um, but it means the ability to control what is going on in our minds, which will lead us then to control what we do and how we think. You have the ability right now by the Spirit of God to discern everything that the media is saying, to discern everything that is going on uh, around you here in London or wherever you are. Uh, you right now have that ability from God to control your mind, to control your thoughts, to choose what you're going to focus on and choose how you will live, choose how you will speak, choose how you will engage. Any Christian who ever says to you, oh, you made me do this or you made me do that, that's a lie biblically. Because Paul is telling Timothy right now that we have all been given by God the spirit of self-control. That means no matter what other people tell you, no matter what they say to you, you are still responsible for your own actions. Nobody can make you do anything. You choose what you do. And if you're not choosing what you do, you can't blame that on somebody else. You need to take responsibility for it yourself because it's your own issue. It's your own fault. And so Paul is telling us in this season that we must not capitulate to the spirit of fear that is going around in our country right now, but instead we must be controlled by the Spirit of God so that we move forth in power, in love, and in self-control. We don't have to be like non-Christians who are succumbing to their fear in this hour we can be the people that God has called us and intended for us to be. And nobody else changes that 
Nobody else controls that. God has given us his spirit so that we can live with power, love, and self-control. And that's our reality in this season. And this is really important because right now we are entering a season of fatigue and weariness. Uh, many people have been gotten tired of lockdown. And that's why you're seeing more and more people flouting the rules. And that's part of the reason why the government re, uh, lessened, loosened some of the rules is because they realized that people were becoming fatigued. And the problem is when we start getting weary, when we start getting fatigued, we tend to do stupid stuff. And we need to be careful as Christians that we don't do stupid stuff right now because it's dangerous to do stupid stuff. We need to make sure that we're being controlled by the power of God, the love of God, and the self-control that God has provided for us so that we can push through some of the weariness that we're feeling. And I, I'm with you. I feel that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tired. Uh, I'd like to be out on the open road taking little mini holidays or something uh, just to clear my mind and to clear the cobwebs. I, I know what that's like. But we need right now not to give in to a spirit of fear, but make sure that we are continuing to move forward. We're continuing to sustain by the spirit that God has given us of power, love, and self-control. And part of the purpose of coming into the house of prayer or gathering, you know, if you're, if you're online with Zoom, you've come into the house of prayer. Part of the purpose of us coming into the house of prayer is that we renew, we stir up the spirit within us, we reconnect with God, we present our requests to him, we listen for his voice, and then in that process we are renewed in the power of the Holy Spirit to go forth as God has called us to. And that's my prayer for every one of us, that we would sustain in this season and thrive in this season by the spirit that God has provided for us. Let's pray. Lord God, we love you, we honor you, and we worship you. We thank you so much for the love that you've shown us uh, by, your, by your, the death of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father and Son, for sending the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, to be one with us. Send us forth into the world as it reopens. Send us forth with boldness, not in a risky way, not in a foolish way, but in a way that's dominated by your power, love, and self-control that you've given us through your Son, Jesus, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to sustain and even to thrive, to grow, to move forward during this season so that more and more we would become like Jesus and we would see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Father, by your Holy Spirit, continue with us into these times of prayer that we might hear you, pray what is on your heart, pray according to your will, because we know that when we pray according to your will, you hear us and you answer us through your Son, Jesus Christ, and in the power of your Holy Spirit. We honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.